on the tee, Jack Nicklaus. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Bogeyman Golf Podcast hosted by Dave and Johnny. Uh, we are one week into this no golf lockdown, lockdown 2.0. Um, I'm pretty sick of it already. Dave, how are you keeping? Keeping grand, but very, very sick of it. Like the the Groundhog Day element set in after two days, I think, really, to be honest. Um, just really, I've been in Dublin for this one. I previously had been been up the country for lockdown one, and um, it's a lot less space in lockdown two. The sequel is not as much fun. It's like one of those cheap, no fun reruns that are just there for because someone decided it had to be so look it's a bit tough isn't it it is i mean not every not everyone is abiding by the uh no golf golfing activity rules um, no no some bad some some people making a few silly decisions for short-term gain i think really yeah so what well, was there's the driving range out by the airport got caught a number of times breaking the rules i've had a, had a few people text me saying that like the guards came out closed them and then when the guards left they just reopened again oh no really oh, yeah so that's that's just a bit bit brass but like it doesn't really help the optics i think of golf no everyone like, kicking we, off and yeah acting, acting kind of petulant about the fact that we weren't allowed to play golf we and spoke now, about this yeah we spoke about this the start like like yeah. the role that how golf is perceived outside of the actual community yeah may have played a role in it being closed and then you see this which goes to another element of it is like those lads think they can do it the lads and girls think they can do what they want yeah um, and there's the lack of judgment with it really and lack of awareness of what, what's going on elsewhere Um, like if it's closed it's closed deal with it like there's not much we can do you don't see like you see restaurants having to abide by new rules mm. and stuff and some people try and flout it but they're quickly outed by people within the industry and i think irish golf were actually right to do it to be honest like they yeah. said they actually got a lot of abuse about it i'm just wondering why like is it is that a is that a is that an element of the the golfing community they're like no no don't say a word we'll, we'll get away with this like but it, it it never it's like it's a massive driving range beside the yeah. airport how is a driving range going to get away with it it's a floodlit driving range yeah, exactly. Like, it's just bananas to think that they would have got anywhere near um, through the whole lockdown without without getting caught. Yeah, look, whether you agree with the closures or not, like them's the rules. Play them's by the rules. rules. Yeah, so it's all the same for everybody, except if you're up north, which is great for you. So if you are listening to this up north, hope you're enjoying it. We're all very jealous. Um, oh, second. Stay safe. Um, but yeah, for the rest of us, it is what it is, Johnny. <laughs> what are you doing then to keep active? As like, as a former professional rugby player who went went into Iron Man's or Iron Men, <laughs> and then sure went to, to that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then going into the um, 
it's a pretty elite or top level golf what are you doing to keep active like i've got back to running obviously i had i hurt my back just before lockdown and i was actually getting through my rehab and physio to the point where i think like the day before this the closure was meant to come in i was meant to start my strength training for my back mm-hmm. and now obviously all of that has just gone down and been pushed down the road by six weeks so my body feels like crap and there's only so much home workouts or mobility or rotational work that i can do or 5k runs or whatever it is i can do a week before i'm like i just feel like shit yeah and it's the staleness of it well actually what i did was i got in touch with a friend of mine who um i knew actually through the triathlon stuff and i actually got a running program off him so it's not just going out doing a 5k plot every time it's like it gives you a session and you go and do it none of them are more than 40 minutes my body at this stage can't handle that to be honest and i mix that up with uh, like a program from robbie cannon which is mobility and then a little bit i've i just bought actually one of those um heavy balls the slam balls that you can Mm. do a bit of throwing about the backyard the backyard's tiny but there's a few elastics there so that helps with a bit of stretching and the slam ball for a bit of kind of speed if you like um but that's it i actually haven't I've got a little putting mat here. That's it. That's the only thing golf wise anywhere related to, to golf that I'm doing. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to roll out the putting not. mat in the hallway again. Yeah, I have it here behind the desk at work. So I jump up for like 10 minutes every hour or so and just hit 10 puts and sit back down. But it's, um, I think everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? Like everyone, like it's probably a time where people will be not playing as much golf anyway. Yep. The weather hasn't been good, which has probably helped people's Definitely view helps. on it. Yeah. But um, still, I, I, the, the people I'm feeling for are the people who would it'd be a big part of their social outlet or only social outlet. They're only social the outlet, yeah. Yeah, they're only social outlet potentially during the week, and that was their their way of meeting their pals and stuff. But hopefully, those people are still able to get out and go for their walks within the five k or whatever. And I think that uh, we also have a dog. I saw that. Yeah. So, apparently. Geez, I tell you what, that's it's like better about three days into it now at this stage and and you didn't I, want to do this when you weren't in lockdown like when you well, couldn't actually, actually go it's, a, it's a rescue dog in fairness oh, very nice. came up for kind of adoption straight away my sister is a vet so she it was, he was surrendered to be put down so we did it we did the, the best we could if you like so we're giving him a trial and see and seeing if it works so kind of had to be done straight away so we were we were shoehorned into the in, into this situation a little bit but um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's keeping us very, 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 very busy. So you are occupied. House is destroyed, <laughs> but yeah. the um, it's good fun. We'll see what see see what happens. See if he manages to see if we can we can deal with it in a city centre terraced house. So I guess outside of Ireland, there has there has been golf being played um, on on two primary tours, in the European tour and on the PGA tour. There was some some good stories, I guess, from from both tours. Ross McGowan on the European tour had his first win in 11 years. Um, the, the consummate journeyman is I think how you could describe Ross McGowan. Um, he had a very, I actually watched the Italian open and I found the Sunday was, was quite dramatic. We had um, a, a couple, couple tour players that we have had and are having on the pod in the mix, as well as an Irish contingent. So Johnny Caldwell was, he had his best finish, best career finish at T5. Yep. And then the week before that, he's uh, he came to tied tenth, so he was trending upwards. So it was great to see him, and he came out home with about like thirty so grams, so 
very yeah. good very good week for him but ross won that and in a pretty dramatic 21 foot or so birdie putt to to shut the door on laurie Cantor and um and a few others to to win his first win in 11 years so i i thought that was great i thought that was is a nice nice story to to watch unfold yeah like you you like those lads coming in it's the fella that you you see his name a lot actually do you know you see or McGowan a lot uh, mm. hanging around leaderboards and but never obviously never at the top and it's it, I, I like these things because it's an unknown story because I, I end up reading into the person seeing what they're about I didn't know anything about him really you know you, you know the name yeah. um he looks like the everyday guy that you'd see down the club and seems to be a hell of a player like he he really had to go and win that as well um yeah. from Laurie Cantor two boys teed off um Three, a bit, three shots ahead they were so it was, it was pretty much down to them unless they started making mistakes but as you said a lot of to and fro on the on the back nine and he managed to he managed to close it out which was ah look it's great that, that was a great one for him yeah it's a great win then this week is the Cyprus Open and um, I keep sending photos from European Tours Instagram page to, to my fiance and be like this is where we need to retire to it's like it is idyllic. The course looks lovely. The property on the course looks lovely. And there's obviously an island, so it's surrounded by the sea. Um, it's, it is, it is like I said, it is where I want to retire to. It is beautiful if you haven't seen it. The course looks um, tough as well. Yeah. 71 looks like 71. Um, the feature holes look amazing. Um, yeah. I actually was speaking to someone who played the course yesterday. Um, oh, right. Yeah, well, a friend of mine, he... Uh, he said it's one of these typical resort courses. It's a, it's miles between the holes on some occasions. So I, I think saw, I the, saw it in Google Maps. Yeah. yeah. So there's, it's dotted all around the resort. It looks like it could be like a few different courses all rolled into one, if you like. But um, God, the views. They were saying that the course on well, they're saying in comms that they have never seen conditioning like it for for that type of course they weren't they didn't know what to expect a lot of them hadn't been there because it'd be primarily as you said we said before this a challenge tour stop so mm. and has that it does have that feel to it but then everything has a challenge tour feel to it at the moment so um the, yeah not uh, not the strongest feels by any means but no. we do have again we've got two irish guys in in, in the lineup we've got caldwell and Sharvin, both of whom shot an opening round two under um so you would hope that they would uh they would make the make the weekend, but you just you just never know with these things. Uh, Robert McIntyre, friend of the pod, was shot an opening round three under, so he looks like he's on track. But other than that, it's you know you you, you have your Laurie Canters and a few yep. others who are in there, but not the uh, the kind of field that will blow you away. No, no, a lot of the European guys obviously need to be over in the US for two weeks' time, so mm-hmm. um, I, I'm sure that's on their mind. They're not going to be flying. Um, because obviously there was there was there there are very, very there was very strong fields um in Wentworth obviously last week so a lot of those guys need I assume some sort of rest week before they they fly or play in the US next this or sorry yeah next weekend potentially some of them um so yes yeah, so you're not going to have the strongest field but like good golf nice course easy to watch time zone suits us so we get yeah. to watch it at a good time so all good. Then the PGA Tour, um, Patrick Cantley won the Zozo Championship. He's a player who's kind of always in the mix. He'll always like he doesn't. Yeah, I wouldn't say he plays by the media rules. He doesn't seem to give too much away, or 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 kind of he wouldn't hype himself up. But he's someone that's always kind of in top tens and sneaks the odd win here and there, and is always kind of in the conversation. 
so another good win for him but um yeah it was good it was good golf that the back nine was good like justin thomas i thought was um i think we just we hit one brain dead shot not brain dead shot par five went first stuck it in the water but got up and down for par and he um that would have kind of put him potentially in the mix but really can't lay had a like he got a run he got a run then and went five shots ahead and uh, john ram was his nearest competitor so but like god winning effectively like john ram and cantley were three and four shots or four and five shots ahead of the field respectively like at a at a scorer's course so yeah interesting in his post-round interview cantley gave a nice little very subtle um Subtle hint as to his t- intentions over the next few weeks. He said it was nice to win an event that Tiger Woods has won previously. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I can win another one. So, be, be a good, be a solid bet, Mister Mister Consistent. He is, yeah. Speaking of consistent, <laughs> we going to talk about Rory and and what's going on with his um with with his irons and approach play. His putting was was phenomenal, but I guess from an Irish perspective, you have to wonder what is going on. So he finished, obviously, to give context, he finished at uh, was top 40 um, in around that. Um, he, he, had, he had three good rounds. Yep, he did. He mm, did. And two, and he, two and a bit good rounds. Two and a bit good rounds, but he, he has a lot of three and a bit good rounds. Now, the, let, like, I'll preface this. You were saying about the, what's going on. He had 29 birdies in 72 holes. So he put it well. But, so he like he's scoring at times he's scoring well like which means he's putting so a lot of shots in 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 a score in, in in a scoring zone effectively seems to be driving the ball as he normally does which is never never to worry with him really is it but just he's he's frustrated like he is frustrated like lads snap clubs all the time like he got filmed snapping a wedge probably knew he didn't need it for the rest of the round <laughs> it was like <laughs> And just wants to get blow a bit of steam off. Um, probably the only way you can really as a golf, as a as a as a as a as a player, really. So have you ever yeah. snapped a club? Uh no, no. I No, because um, I don't get them for free. I don't get them for free. I <laughs> did I did play with a guy actually who um who drew uh I duffed a chip and drew his wedge. I he had a stand bag and he drew his wedge onto the bag and absolutely flaked it off the bottom of the bag. And he stood up on the next and he went to take out his driver and held the grip and the grip just flopped. So he'd snapped, snapped the driver clean in two and then went to take the three wood and exact same thing happened and then went to take his rescue and the exact same thing. So he drew straight across his three clubs. So <laughs> I remember seeing that and going, God, that's a dumb thing to do if you're not, if you're not getting paid. So... Uh, Never, never, never in my world has it happened. To be honest, no, no, nor mine. You, no, no. I, my golf bag got blown over in the wind and landed on steps up to a tee box, and my three wood snaps. But I never in frustration have I snapped a club. No, I've thought about that. it, but oh yeah, I've, I've I've thrown a few. Oh yeah, Don't but I've thrown them like, like selectively at like yes yeah, down in the middle soft, of a really wide soft hedges yeah or soft hedges or something like that so it's all yeah just why do that to yourself but um that's, that's the game isn't it like, it's, yeah it's but anyway back back to rory do you think like, like as i said 29 29 birdies he can't be playing that badly if he ties up if he makes 
if he if he tidies up the rest, he can't be that far away. Yeah, he would, got that far away. You would definitely rather be the kind of player who's making lots of birdies, but also lots of bogus mistakes, rather than the player who's just going par 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 every single time because. You want that feeling of okay. I know I can still make birdies. It's like it's the same way when we play. Like you make a yeah. birdie on your opening few holes or par par birdie your first few holes. You know that you can do it if you come into trouble in the middle of the back nine. So exactly it's the same same type of thing with them. Like you would much rather be the player who's making twenty nine birdies and silly mistakes because then you know what you need to work on. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's that's what it is. It'll all it'll it'll come around. I think people are just obviously he's at he's at the front of everyone's at the fore, foremost of everyone's mind because he goes in favored or close to favored every single week and that that's the thing you see it's not a case of um he's drifting out of the top 10 all the time in terms of the betting he's he's still right at the top so yeah like he's yeah it's tricky it's tricky like because we we talk about him a lot um mm. And more so than on, other Irish golfers. Oh which, yeah, definitely. Which is which is unfair on him, to be honest. Like he's a great talent, but the expectations that people have heaped on him is it's out of this world, or it's you just can't live up to it. Yeah, like I, I'm actually. I just said I'd look into what his scoring was like um, during the week, like. Day one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven birdies on the on day one. Eight mm. birdies day two. Seven birdies day three. And seven birdies day four. So if you only read those stats, you would think that he finished kind of well, think, how, how nineteen didn't under win? or nineteen or twenty under won it, didn't it? So you would say that he'd have been in the mix like top five, top ten. Yeah. But like, how many bogeys and worse? Like, just just to give you an example, then like he he came home and he came he had, he had four birdies on the back nine on day or sorry he had yeah he had four birdies on the back nine on day three birdies on the back nine day one but came in at four over par. Like, and that that costs them. Like, it just that that's including that's two doubles. So like, if he t- has one less bogey and winds out the doubles. Out of his out of his score on day one, he's he's nearly joint lead. He then he was five under for round two, five under round three, and six under round four. So like that, look look at what day one did to him. Like it absolutely hammered him. Like you know, so yeah, that that's a guy to me that's that shouldn't be that far off if you're if you're hitting that that many birdies. Like, would you back him for the Masters in two weeks time? From a, just wondered where he'd be from a, from a, like, what you call it, from a, from a mental point of view as to getting these bad holes out of his system. Like, how does he react? Like, you, how, how he reacts is, is so important. Um, like, as it says, Patrick Cantley, Justin Thomas, and John Ram were at 22 and 23 under for that tournament. And despite everything, he finished at 15 under. Like, you get rid of those two doubles, and all of a sudden he's smack bang contention. That's just on the back nine on day one. That's not the stupid little ones that have gone out through the, through the week. Mm. So, like, 73, 67, 67, 66 would leave you believing that he tidies up day one there. Like, he was three under through nine. 
like you know mm-hmm. so take out take out that really bad back nine so effectively if you're looking just at scores back nine back nine day one is for custom been been in the mix um stephanie meadow was top was tied 34th at the weekend at um great water i believe the course is called really cool looking jack nicholas course a man in the news at the moment as well and um leona mcguire made the cut as well so she got a few grand for her for her troubles stephanie meadow as well so covers the entry fees yeah no it, was a, it, was, it seemed like a pretty good week for for stephanie in particular she where, where did she finish she was tied 34th tied 34th that's mm-hmm. good yeah, good field that as well. That that mm. had all of the hitters. That was close on major field for the women. Danielle Kang was in the mix for that in the yeah, final Kang day, wasn't was she? Mix, yeah, she was second. She herself and um, McDonald were, were going. Ali McDonald, yeah. yeah. And Chinkara Sagan. The top ten, top ten was 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 pretty pretty strong. Mel Reed, Lydia Ko, um, Kalada Saganda, Danielle Kang, and Ali McDonald. Yeah, that's that's a good field. Yeah, I enjoy watching watching the ladies tour. Just because it's it's far more relatable golf, I find. Yep. They're a bit yep. more accurate than I am, but it's more relate- relatable in terms of numbers they're and so clubs. They're oh, so good. They're, their wedge games are just amazing. Like, yep. But they're, they just know what shots to play when to play, and there's no ego involved. It's not like what we what we do. Do silly things. They do clever things all the time. Yeah. So next week we're going like, to – it'll be good next week. I can't, I'm looking forward to next week because we're going to sit down and have a good chat through the Masters. And this will be our first time kind of previewing it, so we can have a have a good chat through who we think, and we'll probably do some really good research, and we'll come up with some really crap predictions as well, probably <laughs> if any, if our major form is anything to go by. So, yeah, two weeks out. It's we're Friday, um, Friday thirtieth today, so we'll be into day two. Day two will be starting in a number of hours. Um. For anyone wanting to know about the coverage, Sky are doing actually feature groups from first light, basically. So you're going to have your absolute fill of golf um, morning to morning to dusk or to well beyond dusk to, to dark. Um, it's going to be fairly concentrated as well because I know they're, they're talking about the actual light um, being potentially an issue. Um, on the course and try and get everyone out and get everyone in in time so everyone's going to be there'll be a lot of shots hit so it'll be very good and then if you do miss anything the Masters website is amazing for catching up they're so good every shot every single shot in the Masters is available um, if you want to watch it for free on on their website mm-hmm. so um, I can't wait I, I, this, the, the promo stuff so far has been pretty cool different nice. to see it in a different time of year um, as well wonder how it's going to be playing mm. Bryson is going to try and take it over everything a few videos of him on social media have been an absolute tool tool <laughs> um, yeah yeah like it, it, the, the video that's going around would not do much to dispel the rumours that there might be something slightly strange going on in terms of his <laughs> Yeah, see, I, right. I saw I saw that video as well. And so basically, for anyone that hasn't seen that video, it's him standing on T box, like screaming before he hits. It was a real fat boy college type vibe. Real, but, like, the, the, the worst of it, American golf, basically. Do you know all but, the guys that we that we haven't been missing from golf tournaments? It's like they got them all in, and all twenty of them, and put them on a T box behind Bryson, and then Bryson just like looked like he was. I didn't know whether he was having a fit or he was actually going to swing a golf club. But 
Yeah, see, there was a full production crew there with on cameras and, and sound ops and everything. So I, I, you know, to give Bryson the benefit of the doubt, I really hope that it was just a case of that was a skit that he was doing as to what everyone thinks he is like. And then we juxtaposed the final product with the shot of him actually going through the, the science and the, and the, the data behind what he's trying to yeah. do. And so the, the whole point is that clip is like, this is actually not what I'm doing, but this is what people think. Sure. Um, I, like I said, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. Okay. You, you go, you go with that. I'll stay healthily cynical on, on it. Speaking of cynical, um, did you see that? I'm sure you did. Everyone saw it. the statement from Jack Nicholas endorsing Donald Trump for, for re-election. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. He created a lot of very funny comments on Twitter. The best of which was obviously 80 year old white millionaire who builds golf courses, endorses Donald Trump. And it was kind of like, of course he did. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, it's embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing. It's like I think I, I read the statement and there was just a, a mix of misinformation, misinformed, uninformed, ignorant, like inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for, so. For me, when I saw it, I sent it straight on to you at like half eight or nine o'clock in the yeah. morning or something. And I mean, it is certainly not surprising, but it's probably just more disappointing. Like, so for context, this isn't the first time that Jack Nicholas has endorsed Donald Trump. He did in 2016 as well. So like, surprised? No, of course not. You're just disappointed that like the man seen as the grandfather of golf has now actively decided to like ignore pretty specific outrageous things that Donald Trump has said and done. And like, this isn't a political podcast, so I'm not going to lean one way or the other, apart from the fact that like, I'm not going to hide the fact that I don't like him, but no shit. Like golfers are like, who are famously Republican are supporting Donald Trump. Like, why do you think so many of them live in Florida? It's for tax, like Florida, Vegas, Arizona, no golfers live in California apart from Phil because he just doesn't give shit about how much it costs phil is moving too phil's moving yeah so, so colin morgan even said that the moment he turned professional well, yeah he he moved he moved out of california well you, you keep 30 percent more of your money so so like people making millions of or hundreds of thousands a week like you cannot be surprised that you're like oh he's gonna he's gonna give me more money yeah like, like no as, you can't, as, be, as can't said, be surprised at that i'm just disappointed that the at the flagrant ignoring of all the outrageous things trump has done yeah i i, I just i couldn't understand it like poor carrington's comments are very good and very good on this he's like because we're professional golfers with a profile we're given a soapbox you <laughs> you have the option not to stand up on it mm. and let educated people speak on what they feel and, and that's why he won't come out against it you saw to a certain extent, Rory was clever enough at times with that. He dodged around uh, the the Olympics thing, obviously. And, and in a way, that was his way of doing it. Whether it was well done, that's that's open to interpretation. But he has certainly extracted himself from a what could be a, 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 a hard conversation for him to have. Um, like Likewise, like a lot, you've seen a lot of photos of a lot of professional golfers having played around with Trump pre 
presidency. Um, Even I'm since sure. presidency. Yeah, well, I'm not sure there's as many of those that are going to want to be um, pictured with him post-presidency. Oh, hopefully, geez, hopefully post-presidency mm-hmm. in, in a couple yeah. of weeks because, yeah, look, I, I just, I wasn't surprised by it. I just, I just feel that there's that, there's obviously a cohort of, um, or demographic that he's doing very well for and he fits right into that. Yeah. Midwestern white millionaire. Millionaire guy. Golfer, golfer. Donald Trump. So we've been chatting actually. Johnny and myself, we've been chatting because we're into lockdown too. And this is obviously a project that has started out of lockdown one and as probably something that we felt was going to, I suppose, reach a certain golf demographic and people will be interested in. But it's funny, I think we're at nearly 40 episodes now. So like time has flown and then we're kind of thinking lockdown too is like who, what was the best part of it so far? And I was kind of reflecting back and I definitely, for me, like best so far has was probably I was. I think it is our was it our most popular one, the Bob McIntyre episode. He is indeed. Yeah, he's he's currently currently the most listened to podcast of ours. Yeah, and I think I don't think that was just by name as well. I think that that was a conversation that was very 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 funny, mm. um, and a fellow who was very at ease in his own skin living at home in lockdown and laughing and joking that he was out painting fences with his dad and his dad wasn't letting him on the golf course that he was the head green keeper on, even though they're actually surrounded by said golf course. So here we have a professional golfer who's living on a golf course with a green keeper who isn't, who's been told he's not allowed to play. The only damage to Bob now is that he's subsequently bought a house and he's moved out of his home family. So won't be as much fun for him lockdown too but he's at least he's getting to play but that i think that was definitely mine to be honest that was that was a real highlight um yeah i, I like that bob episode um for, for the same reason it was it was really it was really personable it was a great conversation it was it's definitely more of a, a a chat with um with someone that you would regard as a mate rather than a formal interview and i think that's the one that we say to all of the guys that we um try and get on the pod is that this is definitely more of a, a chat that we'd like to have with you and the fact that he kind of gave us an insight into what who he is and what he does off the course so like yeah. the the fact that he's really into shinty and 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 that was a huge part of who he was as much as golf was a, a big defining factor of who robert mcintyre is shinty he was very much of the opinion was equally as important for different reasons uh, and to get that kind of insight and have that kind of chat with someone um, and be, have them be that honest was, was very nice. Yeah. And I think we've got a, like, that's the one thing that we've tried to do is get an insight into, into the people outside of just the golf. There's because far, like stuff is far more interesting nearly off the course. Like to be honest, we see what they do on the golf course. Like does the whole no shit type, um, comment that they say is like the commentators curse don't just describe or ask for the obvious that you can see right in front of you mm. try and get something a little bit a little bit extra like even like the likes of john catlin saying he's black catting on the cactus tour for his coach's daughter like you see this is this is it gives you an insight into right well that's obviously a relationship that's that's very unique um and very strong and then you get into 
some other bits that like it's but there it's funny because Johnny, there has been stuff that we've really loved and we're really passionate about that doesn't get listened to as much as we thought. Like um and that's all part of kind of us learning what people actually like for this. So it's important as you get it's important and the feedback we've got has been obviously really, really good and mm. very constructive because we've got a probably a cohort cohort of people that we that we rely on, which is great. Um for for that mainly negative feedback because <laughs> You don't want people telling you you're good all the time. You want to, you want an idea into what you can do to be better. So keep the comments coming. Tell us how terrible we are. Yeah, that being said, definitely if you have people that you would like us to talk to who, like we're not necessarily talking about like tour players. We've had, we've been lucky to have a few of them on. But from my perspective, I say the, the moment where I was like, this pod could actually like be sustainable in the long term was when I had, um, that panel to talk about golf course architecture. Mm-hmm. So having, and, and that's the great thing that I really like about this podcast is that it's opened up conversations for me that I wouldn't have access to have otherwise. So like I, I would not have been on a call with Tom Coyne, Ken Carney, Ali McIntosh and Tony Deere to talk about golf courses had it not been for this podcast, but like we spoke, okay, we spoke a little bit about the golf courses, but it's more about the philosophies behind the people mm-hmm. behind those golf courses. And that yeah. for me was was great because you spoke about like what Harry Colt did for the communities where golf courses were built or or the likes of that or the the long reach of Pete Dye going on for generations rather than how difficult TPC Sawgrass is. Yeah, like that was that was my favorite to listen to actually to be honest to, to for the conversation to, to be in the conversation certainly Bob McDermott to sit back and I just listen to that because just listen to people who are so passionate talking about it and as you said what happens to communities where they, where they put golf courses back in the day and yeah that was that was to me was fascinating yeah I think for like I came out of it one into I went into it knowing very very little about golf course architecture but it, I came out of it with a better appreciation for the courses that I can yeah. go out and play. Not necessarily yeah. like, you know, top 100 golf courses in the country or in the world, mm-hmm. but like even going out to your local track and understanding why X bunker is in X position and what it makes you do or how it makes you react or look or where it makes you look mm-hmm. and play into the strategy of, the game yeah. off a bit and it dispelled a couple of rumors i think there, there was a very funny comment i'm trying to remember who it was i think it was ali that came up with it said it was very interesting that Tom morris used the idea from alistair mckenzie for using railway sleepers on a golf course yeah and even though they're 60 years apart so there was, was a nice bit of tongue-in-cheek in there but that's funny was there a bit nerdy golf course architect jokes that you really only get when you're that knowledgeable about the, the topic that you're uh because I, I didn't know anything about that whole world and it opened my eyes to it. Mm. Actually, we'd be good to have those guys back on, even individually have Ken back on, talk about some of the courses he's working on at the moment and how he's what, he's, what he's doing during lockdown 2.0, whether he can get out to them. Because I know he's up in, he's doing a lot of work up in Malone. Malone, yeah. Big, yeah. Um, yeah, I assume well, construction technically is his game, so just happens to be building lucky enough to be building golf courses so i assume that work is going on unabated as most 
greenkeepers i'm sure at the moment are fervently at work obviously i'd say now actually they're loving this weather because it just means they're they're getting a chance to to work on courses so um mm. and it has been warm enough to to help them out so yeah i'd say they're having a great time yeah so if anyone does have any guests or ideas for conversations or podcasts do drop us a text or tweet or instagram message let us know and yeah we'll we'll try and endeavor to to keep the good guests coming i think that wraps it up for today one week to well two weeks to the masters 12 days 12 days 12 days 12 days, 12 days to the masters we'll have a we'll have a preview pod coming up next week where we will um i'm off i'm reading that clifford roberts book about the masters so i hope to have that finished by then so a lot of a lot of eye-opening um nuggets have come from that book just in terms of again i came to a very cold in terms of my knowledge of the 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 establishment of augusta national as a club and then as the as the masters as an event so certain things are very interesting but we'll get into all of that next week um right. yeah be good fun be good love yourself well, listen guys uh thank you for listening again this is a bit more of a recap and update pod but uh we will see you in the next one on the tee Jack Nicholas. This is the minute the millions around the world have waited for. We will allow you to enjoy all of this. They are dancing in the pubs of Dublin. Harrington with an ace. And we have a shining star at sunset. Rory continues his run to greatness. The return to glory.